Hey there folks, and uh, this is part one of episode 231 of uh, Dude and a Monkey. So, what you are about to hear is about an hour and a half or so of uh, Mark and Noel and uh, for one section, uh, Becky, uh, uh, recording when Noel went to visit Mark and Becky. Um, it gets... It kind of gets more drunk as it goes on, and then there's a bit the the day after, and um, I've I've cut out a couple of things. I'll be absolutely honest. Um, yeah, uh, you know, drunk talk is drunk talk, um, and I mean there is actually one bit where fair play Noel was just like that's that that's not funny, um, and yeah, so it's. I, it, I don't know. I, I was entertained listening to it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think if you're a long time listener, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be a good hour and a half or so. If this is your first episode, probably not. Uh, but yeah, so Mark and Noel talk uh, Mindhunter, uh, a specific aspect of the Brett Ratner stuff. Um <laughs> a bad mom's Christmas, which I can't believe they actually went to see, um, and also uh, some uh, reporting on a fictional news story. They'll 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 explain it, but yeah. So here's an hour and a half of uh, Mark and Noel, and um, God God bless them. Hello, guys. We are here. I'm here with York um, with Noel Mella. Uh, say hello, to people. Hello. And I was just about to sort of say that I'd started watching um, Mindhunter, the new David Fincher Netflix series. Yeah, and which Noel... I've been calling Mindhunters yeah. for the last fucking three weeks. I think that's a different show. <laughs> yeah. um, so I said to Noel that we, we, we should, well, Noel says to me that we should, we should record this because... Um, because it's the only thing I've watched. It's the only watched. thing uh, Noel's watched. So we're going to record it. I don't know how the sound's going to turn out because I'm recording this on a Dictaphone app by Philips, uh, who basically invented audio. Uh, on my phone, so we'll see how it goes, um, and if, if it works out fantastic, didn't it goes. They did invent the compact disc. They also invented Blu-ray, and Sony so just fucking buys everything off them. Oh, so fucking they also invented the Philly shade. There you go. Yeah. Um, so Come for the film chat and learn something about formats. Yeah, well, well, we're also drinking at Buxton Spa, which is. Yeah, which is which is five pound fifty a pint, but it's so incredibly tasty. It is unbelievable. The wh- the sh- the thing is, is I drink Buxton quite a lot because it's kind of around the corner from my house. So I've travelled all the way out to York, and I'm drinking Buxton's bar, <laughs> which is actually twice the price. Here, yeah, and it is but, near my but home. It's, it is it's well but worth it's, it's it. Yeah, um, they're, they're one of the they're one of the best breweries around. Buxton, definitely. So yeah, my, the thing is, the interesting about Mindhunter is um, that. I would say that both me, me and yourself are quite big Fincher fans. Yes. yes. Um, you, you, you know, I know that you're a, you're a very big Fincher fan, aren't you? And I am, but I, I've never watched the House of Cards or anything like that. Um, so it was quite strange with the, the TV aesthetic, and it's a different sort of, it, it's a different medium. I think it's, um, to be fair, it's House of Cards association was early, early. and limited yeah I think he, 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 he seems to have distanced himself yeah. very far he'll be distancing himself even more well him. yes whereas, whereas Mindhunter it's very much he's he, he's kind of like 
he, he told me the, the thing that he doesn't do press at all, but he's very much happy of his thing. And the thing is, I about literally, um, I, I wouldn't, I'm only two episodes in. Um, I would say a minute or two into the first episode, um, I actually paused it and said to Becky, "It's incredible the fact that if, that you'd be able to tell." Straight away. Straight away. Yeah. This is David Fincher. Yeah. Well, it's, what, that's what got, I said to you on, uh, it, it, on WhatsApp. It, it, it's got the first that palette. Shot feels like the first shot from Zodiac. Yeah. It's that sort of like high shot, you know, nighttime street, midnight in seventies. Yeah. Those cars. So to, to give an idea for what Mindhunter is, it's, it's a Netflix TV series, and um, it is it's set in the um, late seventies, nineteen seventy-seven, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's about an FBI um, hostage negotiator who is then brought in to be a teacher and he wants to start teaching more about the psychology of, of uh, criminals rather than um, just the, the generalisation of criminals. And it, it's kind of about that, which, which of course we know that Fincher has... Um, uh, it's been a fascination of his well before Zodiac. Zodiac was a passion project that, that Fincher had. And we got Zodiac, which is a phenomenal film. Uh, and uh, weirdly, um, I'm going I'm to slightly tangent here and say very quickly and say um, that I'm actually going to start a new Patreon um, show. Uh, it's called The Director's Cut, where I'm going to watch a original and a director's cut and oh, talk about the differences and how it makes it feel like a different movie, yeah. which is brought up by The Abyss that I watched yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying about that. Oh, and good, yeah. Zodiac's going to be one of the first ones I'm going to cover on that. Uh, once I get a recording device I can record fucking things on so all my laptops are broken but yeah um, so go on and mind what, what were your first feelings well, about because the, the first episode is very is, strong yeah, and the thing is, is the thing with TV shows and a lot of TV shows is we all know what it's like everybody's recommending TV shows left right and centre to each other and especially the way Netflix nowadays works there's so much stuff that has just been put in front of us on a day to day basis and it's, it's difficult to make that choice the one the one poll for this for me is Fincher yeah and like I'm just because I, I wanted to double check this but like he did the first two episodes the third episode and fourth episode of Razzie Capadia yeah um, and then I think he comes back later on because that is the last few yeah does the last couple as well there uh, 9 and 10 so he's he's very involved in he's an advisor I think on those middle episodes as well he's there and his fingerprints are all over it now the thing with a lot of TV shows there's an investment with TV shows I watch more TV nowadays than I do films it's just it's the way things are worked out with having two young kids and then you know it just works for me but the thing about TV shows is it is a big investment Yeah. so something like this which is right it's a David Fincher thing it's about serial killers and it's ten episodes long so it's going to be ten hours of your life that's an investment where I go fucking hell I'm going to have to be in the right mood for this yeah. and what I decided was well if I stick it on my phone then I can just start watching it on the train and if I like it great and if I don't like it fine or I can watch it you know and stuff like that there are other TV shows that I'm halfway through at the moment and they have all stopped and fallen out of favour completely yeah. because now I just need this I just need to, to get this I'm only on five I'm only on episode five um, but it's it's fucking magnificent it's the best it's the best TV show I've seen in 
it's it's the it's the best TV show I've seen. And when I say best, I mean the one that I've fallen the most in love with for a really fucking well, long time. I would time. I would say in terms of for, for a new series, yeah. So I'm taking two things out of the equation in this. Yeah. Um, it's it's the it's, I would say it's the TV series where I've been most like when it's finished I've gone I started bear in mind I get up at 7 in the morning I started watching the first episode at 11 o'clock last night and I did two episodes last night so I didn't go to bed till 1 o'clock in the morning um, and, and the thing is it, the first one finished just after 12 and I was like right Wade's got to bed now I bet said or I go downstairs make a cup of tea bring up some biscuits and we can watch another episode and I was like Fuck it, yeah, do that. Let's do that instead. And it, it was just because I was like, do you know what? I, I mean, I'm enjoying this enough. I, w- I want to see the next episode because I just do. Now, the last show that got me like that and got me a going, do you know what? I've, I've, I've fallen for different characters in this. Yeah. Um, was uh, Sons of Anarchy which were both yeah, huge fans yeah, of yeah, yeah. that's that last new show that, that, that got me that that deep and you, you're going back like seven or eight years oh, yeah, yeah. there um, but you also it must be longer seven or eight years to the beginning of Sons of Anarchy nine years oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you raised a good point and you said that um, the, the lead character um, had a very he Dale felt, Cooper. he felt, he felt, yeah, I mean, this is the thing, and I think this is the strength of the show, is I said, I think my first comment to our WhatsApp group was, is anybody watching Mindhunter, um, well, actually what I said, is anybody watching Mindhunter, Mindhunters, uh, so is anybody watching Mindhunter, really loving the first episode, but felt like the lead was a bit weak, Yeah. and when I sent that, I literally sent it and then started watching episode two. About halfway through episode two, I got it. Like it was the, 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 the thing is, is that the, the pull for the the pull for the series is David Fincher. It feels like a Fincher. It feels like Fincher doing what he does best, which is perfect. We want that in a TV series. But what feel? What I think the strength of the show is. And especially because you're on, you're only on two at the moment. I'm on two, right? yeah. So what happens is you get introduced to that character in the first season, and oh, sorry, in the first episode. And in that first episode, you don't really know what what journey are we going to be going on with this character. Yeah. And from how it seems in the first episode, that's not really what ends up happening. It's only at about episode two or three where he meets another character and they go on a specific journey yeah. and they start talking to other specific people Ooh. that you start that you go oh right that's what this show is what I, what I really liked about the first episode uh, of it and I can absolutely see there, there is shares of, of Dale Cooper there, there without, is. without question but he's got that sort of gee whiz about him but he's, he's not it's like I said he's not as it, yeah, sharp he's learning he's learning, uh, learning. What, I, what I really enjoyed about it is uh, and what I, I think you can see where I I could I could see from um, being a, a an observer of Fincher movies for over twenty odd years now is um, you can see where he'd be fascinated by that character in the fact that he 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 he, he changes quite a lot. He, he's it's got not, he, he's a multifaceted character, yeah, yeah. but as well he's 
he's not a fully formed character. And if you he's, think about he's, it, you think he's about a learning the, character, yeah, he's an evolving character very quickly. the best. I mean, I love the girl with the dragon tattoo, but it's not Fincher's film, really. And what you've got there in that film, and I forget the, 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 the main character's name, is played by Daniel Craig. He's kind of around. He he is a, an established investigator. He is. Yes. He knows what he's doing. Mikel Blomqvist, I think he's called. Mikel von Blomqvist, that's it. Yeah. Um, but if you think about Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Zodiac, he's learning on the job. Like yeah. That's the, and, and if you think about Brad Pitt's character in Seven, he's learning on the job. Obviously, if you think about um, not Tyler Durden, who's the main character? Uh, he's not an M. Not an M. So like he's, he, I am Jack. Ed Norton's, Ed Norton's character in Fight Club is he's discovering what's going on as as they go along, and yeah. that seems to be a focus for for Fincher. Um, yeah, he, he, he's got he, he's got a I thing about that's, that's what works with uh, about, about people. You're about, with him. Yeah, but and people, not only that. Not only that. Sorry, sorry. No, but just to finish that point, um, not only is is he learning, but. Yes, you're learning with him, but the whole of the FBI is learning because because of him. Yeah. Like he's there going, look, the game has changed. Like we can't rely on the processes and thought processes that we had in the past. We have to think differently now. Whereas everybody around him is going, no. These people are sick in the head, and you don't talk to them. And he's going, if you don't talk to them, how do you understand them? Like, it's and where, where I think we've got we've got a, a brilliant a brilliant character is an actor who I've, I've been a fan of for a, a long time, a, a very long time. And I've always championed him. He's Hulk McCartney. Um, is he the, he, the older? He, he, he's the he, he's the other guy with the yeah, sciences. Yeah, great. And Hulk McCartney. Know him from? He's in. Because um, I recognise him. He's in the Losers. He's fantastic in that. You recognise him for a load of stuff. He's yeah. always been a bit part because of his physicality. Yeah, he's he's always portrayed as that, yeah. but he's always been a very very good actor. And what I think that Hawk McCartney does is he's your middle ground. He he's he's got all the cynicism of working there and the FBI um, and agreeing with them, but also he agrees with them. Yeah. He's not, he a sees, he's not a hindrance to the process. No, he doesn't feel like he's holding it back. He, he sees, especially, there's a, there's a great moment like... in episode two where essentially, um, and we're all spoilers all the time, um, but it's a fucking TV series and it doesn't really give that much away. Um, and it's on Netflix, so you've probably watched all yeah. 10 episodes by now. Uh, but he's. He, he, it's, um, your main character, um, Holden, um, is given a. Um, he's basically knocked down and basically put in his fucking place. And you think, the FBI yeah, and you think yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. and then you get Hulk McCann as a great bit. Um, is this where he walk? He yeah, the guy into and the there's, there's a great one where, where um, Tarantino once said about the character that he wrote for wrote for De Niro, Jackie Brown. It was written for Robert De Niro in Jackie Brown. He said he wrote it, and he, and he said to De Niro, De Niro agreed to do it, and everything like that. He said and they were sat there in. We're going to do this and do this and do this, and, this. and all the time, De Niro's there going, mm, 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 mm. and he's there just going, mm, and he's going, this doesn't work on, he's on audio, sharpie, we're both doing incredible, De Niro impressions, he's sharpie going, and he's, and he's, 
he said, and he's going through all that, and he's crossing all that out. He said, and he cut it down. He said, from you know, a thousand yeah. lines, ninety-six. He said he hardly speaks in it. But it was perfect. He knew that character, and Hope McCartney seems like within that thing. There's a there's a moment where he goes. He doesn't say anything. He just looks at Holden and goes, "Fuck it." I know this might bite me in the arse, yeah. but I'm gonna fucking do it. And he yeah. goes in and he goes. Do you know what? And he follows him up and he goes. I believe in him. I've got this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you I know. Let's just give it a go. Why, why not? I think it, it, it's it's. What's the interesting thing is that character toes that line all the way through. So even it's difficult because it's so, it, it, I've, it, it, seen, what, what I've seen a certain number, but I can't remember how what you've seen and what you've not seen. Yeah. Too, so, but like I, 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 does, I, I, I'm I'm spoiler. Fr- I, I, I don't, don't mind spoilers. He, so. um, I wouldn't. But he, he he does tread that line line quite a bit. Where there's moments where he's going, look, if you want to go and fucking speak to that. Seco, I'm gonna go and play golf and that, because I can't be fucking dealing with that guy. And then, like Holden will say to him, "Look, you know, just fucking come on and stuff like that." And he's like, "Right, fucking up." Then the next scene, bang, he's there. Yeah, he's with him and he's interviewing him. He's interviewing. And what you would expect in that scene and, is a good cop, bad cop situation and, where. But he's not. Holden's and, character and, is the genius good cop, and but it's not. It's not. He and, do and, that. And, like, I can't because all because if they don't if they, if they did good cop bad cop they wouldn't get the best but out of this situation. Holt McCartney's performance in that scene when he first goes to meet the um, yeah the, the guy so he's you, talking you've about you've seen that then. yeah so is, that, see, is that episode, episode two, two then? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's sat on a table and he's yeah. sat differently and he's talking so different and you can tell he's wearing his golf trousers he's wearing his golf trousers he's wearing golf but it's 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 such a I think he's one of those directors who who um, a lot of actors don't get on with because of his process and the fact that he'll do 55 takes of the same fucking scene just to get different things out of it but it, he's also quite a he's very much an actor's director in yeah. the fact that he's not doing that to make him look better he's doing that to go how can I I, I want to get every I want to get every fucking every little bit of you that you've got to give this scene out of you and then I'll pick what I think is the best to film my movie so he's quite literally and it's why Jay Gyllenhaal um, well I think you could throw Robert Downey Jr in this Robert Downey Jr Brad Pitt I think you could throw uh, Morgan Freeman into that Um, Jared Leto Edward Norton the list could keep going on, yeah. Kate Blanchett. It's no accident, is it? The, the, all of these people give probably uh, Ben Affleck, yeah. uh, Rosamund Pike, give all of probably their best performances of their careers in David Fincher movies. Only a handful of those, I don't know, half of those people might say they enjoyed working Fincher. Ben Affleck says he dis- he hated working Fincher. He loved Fincher as a filmmaker. Fincher's a great guy, and like that. But hated working yeah, with him. You got you got a bet. You, you know. But in, in, any actor, you got a David Fincher film out of the said, other end of it. You know what I mean? He, he said. He said, "Don't get me wrong. Would I work with again? Absolutely. Because you you watch at the end of it and you go, holy shit! The only one who I remember seeing a thing with Tyler Perry." He was cast in Gonga, and I thought he was fantastic yeah. in Gonga. Fucking hell, I always And he said he loved the fact that Finchie was going, 
do this again, do this again, do this again, do this again, do this again. And all I, all I did was did exactly the same every single time. And Fincher coming in and said, Tyler Perry giving the same thing every single time. He said, but the weird thing was, it was exactly what I wanted. What I wanted was Ben Affleck to look weary and pissed off. So I did Tyler Perry 60 times and Ben Affleck looked pissed off and fed up. And that, it, it was that what I wanted. Yeah. And, and that's it. The thing is, is there's not a. The, I don't. I genuinely do not think there is a single di- single working living director in the whole world that has my attention more than David what? Fincher. I watched a really like, I, if, uh, even like even looking at Gone Girl, like I Gone Girl Gone as a story on paper. Yeah, it's an interesting story. I believe it's a great book. My wife's read it. She liked it. She was looking forward to it as well. Uh, same with Dragon's Tattoo to a degree, but, but more specifically, Gone Girl. You make an adaptation of Gone Girl, it's probably going to feel like a '90s thriller, a '90s erotic thriller, yep. which we both love. So that's great. Yeah. But that's not what you got. Like no. that, that is so above visceral. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's fucking fat and like there is not a you know and I, I count Scorsese in that I count Nolan in that all day like if you put all, if you put the big hitters down on paper in front of me and said right you can walk into a cinema right now and watch a new Scorsese movie a new Christopher Nolan movie a new Spielberg movie or you know I'm taking David Fincher all day which, which is because I know he can pull me into yeah. a tight fucking story with tight fucking filmmaking and that's what's coming across here and that's why episode one of my numbers pulls you in oh it's fantastic but episode two properly solidifies it, 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 it does. in episode two you go no I get these characters now yeah. I'm in no, e- episode like, one it it, it is is Episode one's good enough. One of the one, one of the best hell. pilots essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've seen in a long, long time. But then episode two basically goes, oh by the way, here's what's happening. And you're like, oh, like, oh right, now I've oh, got now, now we've got a framework. I know but, where this is going. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I still maintain that, that that Gone Girl is is an underappreciated gem. Yeah. In the sense that. It should be a lot trashier. That film. It should be on but, paper. But, that film does but not. It, in saying that, you've got to see where a girl where, where the re- your main character the gone girl gets herself off to the death throes of Doogie Howser I mean fucking yeah, hell yeah. I was I literally I still clap that it it it, 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 it I, literally I, I won't even be able to jack off to that because I'm too busy just admiring its wonderment because <laughs> your hands are like, like I can't I, I can't I'm just looking at my dick and going, just go! <laughs> and it, 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 it's magnificent. It's it, it, literally, it, it, it has ruined Rolling from Pipe Because if I have a better idea, all I'm here to say is, can I ask you a question? <laughs> and, 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 and that would end with a slap. And, and a. That'd be a worthwhile. I had to ask. I'd love to get slapped across the face from those. He's, uh, he's, uh, Preferably Pike. while holding a shrimp cocktail. He's, he's shrimp cocktail. If Rosalind Pike slapped me, I think I would. How did she go? I, I don't need to have sex again. It's, <laughs> it's all happened. It's, it's, it's all happened at once. That's it. I can't get another boner because it's this moment. Um, and, and that's what it is. But it's 
yeah, I, I, the thing is, it, what, it's quite what you're saying there about the um, line, line up your, your directors. Um, I think I, I wouldn't be far picking Fincher. But the reasons being is because Fincher is my favourite working director at the moment. It, it's Scorsese. But I've got I've got 40 yeah. years in Scorsese. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got all that Scorsese. I, 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 I wouldn't feel like. I mean, I would never say that Scorsese's best work is behind him because I don't think it, it is. It isn't. Because of. Primarily because of. Um, Wolf Wall, Wall Street that's that phenomenal shows so much like that what surprises me so much about The Wolf of Wall Street is it's such an accomplished film it's such a long film and it does not feel like a director really feel like what, three hours. 70 years old? I was going to say how old he, yeah like that it feels is, like a fresh as fuck now it does because but the reason why that is because Scorsese is, is a student of cinema I know, no, I, I, exci- his excitement I, about I making it, yeah. a film. I said it. I think on, on the last podcast. Sickle, yeah. uh, 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 for that. But there's that, and then you've got other directors like I, I'm a huge Nolan fan. But and I get excited See, for I, a new a, a new I Nolan am film. And I'm not like I like I like Chris Nolan, but I'm not excited about a new Chris Nolan. Well, movie. that's that's not in the same way. I mean, I'll enjoy it when I'm there. I mean, of I'm, course I'm, I'm, I'm excited about a new a new Nolan movie. But I'm but if you were to if you were to Go up, mate. Right. Here's your cinema. Here's your three screens. Mm. You've got a new Scorsese right, movie down one. there. Yeah. You've got down door number two is a new do finish movie. Down door number three is a new um, Chris Nolan movie. Mm. Scorsese my number one. But Fincher my number two. I'm watching the Fincher movie and then I'm catching the last hour of the. Uh, and then <laughs> the Scorsese. The and then the Nolan movie number three. And it's not. It's not that I prefer. Fincher and Nolan for that it's just that with, with Nolan I, I, with Nolan I want to know what the film's about yeah. and where he's coming at it whereas with Fincher I, I, I just know I watched a really interesting a, a really interesting which is weird I mean, I never thought I'd ever say this a really interesting um, YouTube um, thing about um, Fincher which is called uh, I've Got Fincher's Eyes um, and I'll, I'll I'll put it out on my Twitter and I'll link it out on my Twitter uh, for you guys. And it's about a guy who does like he does YouTube videos and he's talking about the fact that um, he's noticed with David Fincher there's a, there's a very particular where when people walk Fincher's cinematography and yeah. characters follow camera follows that person when they stop the camera stops and then when they move again it moves again with it and it's it's not it's not a unique style a lot of a lot of directors do this uh, the Coleman's do this um, Billy Wilder did it as well uh, I think I might be talking absolute bullshit but off the top of my I'm buying it I'm buying it I, 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 I'm pretty sure they do I'm nodding look but Fincher it, 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 you do go holy shit he does yeah but Scorsese doesn't Scorsese plants you in it and if he thinks there should be more interesting to the left, he'll pull you to the left yeah. mid-scene. And it's it's all these different directorial quirks, but Fincher does, and it's how these films feel. Yeah. And the hue and the look, the grading and everything like that with Fincher. Yeah. Um, Fincher's one of the few um, digital directors yeah. uh, that I, I I love his power. Yeah. And, you know... Um, me and well, with my, with me, my me, me well, yourself, very um, sort we, of looked yeah, we, we mildly differ on the, the film versus digital um, thing, don't we? Whereas, we did, yeah, 
you're, you're not as fussed by any. No, I, I, I like digital. You, you, I, 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 you know, I, I like it, but, but I'm, I'm I feel like I'm the one who probably shouldn't. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm still very much, and I've said that the I'm, I'm still very attached to film, and I think that that because yeah. at the moment I see, I, I see the value more now than I maybe did. In my more excitable years, there's, there's currently, uh, yeah, there's a handful of, of filmmakers. We can name them: the Spielberg, Scorsese, yeah. um, Tarantino, Nolan, and um, Spielberg, Scorsese, Tarantino, Nolan. And another one I'm missing. Well, there's another one I'm missing, but there we go. Who, who still want to make? Brett Ratner. So yeah, well, fuck it. Let's get on Brett Ratner thing. It's fucking tangent, right? Not that much for the Brett Ratner thing, but the Brett Ratner thing and the, the Harry Weinstein thing. And we kind of touched on it a little bit on our YouTube, on our YouTube, on our WhatsApp thing. Yeah. What's sexy about jacking off? This is a very difficult thing to understand. And let's, let's, try, and, let's try and keep this conversation on the lighter side, even though this is not a light topic. It's not, because we, 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 fuck it. People, yeah, you but, listen but, to us, you know, yeah. you know our feelings behind it, you know what we're, we're like. Yeah. But. We're asking a weird, who we're asking a weird their, question in the, a, in a the jovial is, way. Who in their right mind thinks that? Like, what is behind that? Like, why is? I mean, because I, I get the idea of I get the idea of, of the whole mutual affirmation thing. I get that. Yeah, I, I, it's not something that, that particularly tickles my fancy, but I, I get the idea behind it. And, and I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm I feel 35. like forty years old. I understand what sexual gratification is exactly, and I understand what um, what drugs are and what what you know how to have a good time. I can't figure out why terrifying a woman by being a big jerking off, hunched, naked, hairy fucking like what is that like? I never guys a particularly attractive man. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and I put it in that said the only one that could be attractive to a, a female is if one of those is rocking a king size donger and they're not no. you just can tell they're not yeah. because do you know what they won't need to jerk no. out and fucking jack it up because the women will just literally be going ah oh, do you know what fine let's go it's this. difficult I really don't understand it like I, I just you know, we don't we don't want to go too far down this hole, yeah. because things will get misinterpreted. But I feel like no, I I feel like I might have said it best when I said it's not like there's a shortage of fuckers and cocaine in Hollywood. Like, the thing is, if this is what you need, I actually at Jesus Christ, you'd be on hell. I like, actually think this this is a, a, a weird thing, and there's a weird reaction um, to it, to the whole fucking thing, the whole sexual harassment thing that, that's kind of sweeping all of them at the um, yeah, thank yeah, you. And there's a there's a weird kind of like reaction at the moment in the sense that um, I don't know whether you feel it or not, but as a guy, I kind of feel a little bit. The from go, hang on a minute, it's, it's not, it's not. It, I've never done that. I yeah. don't think I have. I hope I haven't, and I don't think I genuinely don't think I have. Um, I, I, but does a you can't, you can't go, and I, I will get to my point in a second. You can't go. Well, hang on a minute. It's not all guys, but then you shouldn't be able to say that. You should look back and go. Well, hang on a minute. This is just fucking weird. I don't, I don't understand it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a culture beyond our, beyond 
us. There are, but the, the, the weird thing is, thing is, the thing is when I think back at it, I think, you know what, actually, though, I've worked with people who have yeah. behaved. Yeah. Not quite that, but I worked in mobile phone industry in the early noughties. So, yeah. it, you know, I've, I've witnessed. The thing is, is we, we're, 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 we're lucky enough to have grown up with. We're lucky enough to have grown up with limited means. Yeah. So, you know, I. I'm not. I'm not the most devastatingly attractive person in the world. I am fiendishly handsome, but I'm not the most attractive person in the world. I'm not the richest person in the world. So I have had to, like all of us, get by on what I have, and we do what we can. And through a little bit of luck, a little bit of hard work, and maybe a little bit of charm, I've ended up with a decent job, yep. a lovely family, yep. and a and beautiful wife. Very beautiful and wife. And I'm, I'm very happy in, yep. in the way I've ended up. What I don't understand is how... Where what I can never understand is how somebody is handed this power yeah. and their natural first reaction is to just fucking... Jerk off in front of it's, it's to order a bra- it's to order a shrimp cocktail and start jerking off in front of people. I just, I can't. And, and, and yeah. I, this is like I'm not allowed to talk about why I think it's a, why I think it's bad or why I think it's good because. No, do you know, do you know what? I, I, I actually. I'll be I, no, but no, but, I, so but I, I, the thing is, I, I, I think there's a. I, I think that where. And I'm counting you, me, yourself, um, and Ian in this. That we're we're in a position where I, I think we're allowed to have a comment on it. And I think I'm not I think, sure we are. I think, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a, I'm, 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 even now that. But are you meaning we're we're not allowed to comment on it, or we're not socialising to comment on it? If you if you comment on it. You are in danger of uh, being accused of not understanding it, having never been in the position where you sat. If you're in, if you don't comment on it, you're keeping silent about the patriarchy and stuff. So it's, it's like you, I can only speak for myself, and I can only speak for situations that I've been in. I've never been in situations where I have ever witnessed anything like that. However, I have witnessed what I would call day-to-day sexism and the best I can do is say when I see that type of thing I'm going to go fucking hell man can it we don't, we don't do that it's where, that's the best I can this do is where I, because I've not been in a position where I've this where I, 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 I when I eat a shrimp cocktail I eat a shrimp, shrimp cocktail because like, I'm, well, like, I'm, you like the shrimp cocktail. I'm looking forward to my main course there's no you know, there's nothing else behind it there's no ejaculate so, to the end yeah, of that exactly, yeah exactly it is I know I, and it, it's not it, it, it's not something that's haunted me in my life or anything like that but I have been in the it, I wouldn't count it as as being sexually harassed but by the vernacular and the what is it I have been <coughs> sexual harassed. The sexual harasser. Oh, no sexual harassed. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, that would be a tangent. On Tell t- me more. On two, on, on two occasions. Um, uh, um, 
Um, one of was it when I was working on Furnish Street where I literally got cornered in I'm a, just going to stop you here is this, still a, is this still a conversation with the podcast right? yeah it's fucking done okay. um, we're all spoilers all the time all and I was I, I, I would probably just, uh, told that it would be very beneficial if, if I indulged and I I politely said no Yeah. Um, and nothing happened to me there was no repression pr- 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 what I'm saying is, is the minute we start saying that um, the guys have to keep silent on it unless they're um, directly affected. Unless they're affected, yeah. Is the minute you, that we are we're losing ground and we're losing sight because the thing is, I I look at it from this point and go, seriously, dude, stop it. You're fucking. You're making us look bad. You're well, making us look bad. You're making us look fucking nervous. I take it. Yeah, I take it one step away from that and say we're not. We should not be silent. We, we should not be silenced about anything. Like I get, I get it. What the situation that we're in at the moment is, there is a cultural change happening, whereby women are now. Can we just? It's, it's necessary for women to say, "Fuck, this has been happening for a long time." Can we just Arch, what we should be doing is going. All right. Well, we didn't realise that was happening. We should be backing you up. Yeah. Just because we want to back you up doesn't mean that we're suggesting that we understand. A- we're absolutely. Just, we're just agreeing and absolutely, saying, "Absolutely, no, yeah, we're not, agreeing." I, 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 and that's it. I, I, and but, but the thing is, it is. 95% a a, a a female boy well it was until Kevin Spacey and now well until fucking Kevin Spacey came out and apparently uh, that percentage is I, I, I realised that the, yeah, the Kevin Spacey has literally taken like 8 or 9% yeah, of that yeah, and, yeah. Go, and, and gone in the la- he's down my trousers just go and get it just during the duration of House of Cards apparently 8, eight fucking people yeah, um, and so it's it's all fucking Odd but shit, but it's been going for Hollywood for eighty odd years. Yeah. It's not new. It, it's and I hope that it's sort of sorted out. And it, you know, it's a got, good. It's a good thing. You've got it's, Corey, good, it's a good thing. Things are changing, and you've also got the the, 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 the Corey Feldman's very much leading the. Well, it's, happening, it's, it's happening in our own government. government um, like questions are being asked yeah. in our own government. And, and it, it, well, yeah, that, you've got that. And Corey Feldman's so saying, "Look, I've been talking about." These child sex rings in within Hollywood for yeah. But just, the yeah. thing is, get a feeling that if it was maybe Sean Austin talking about it and not Corey Feldman, yeah, it would be different because Corey Feldman because Kel- Corey Feldman's a little bit fried. But I mean, Jesus an idiot. Christ, like I, to be honest, I, I adore maybe Corey he's Feldman. a little bit fried because he's exactly not the best upbringing. And the thing is, you, you mean I, I, I. I Honestly, and I genuinely um, recommend this. The uh, the choreography, his autobiography, the audiobook is fantastic. It's called the choreography. Brilliant. The audiobook is read by him. If he came up with that, did he? He did. The audiobook is by him, and it's done basically as a one-man show. He does voices. He doesn't just read the book. He does voices for different people. I, I, I honestly, I feel a free, I feel a free trial on Audible coming up. Oh, yeah, that's how I got it. Um, honestly, that's good, though, yeah. you should do I, that. I but anyway, uh, yeah, Mindhunter, it's great, isn't it? Fuck me. 
You should just rename your podcast There Will Be Tangents. Yes. as well. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come back to... We're going to talk some else later on. We're actually... I'm going to a little teaser. A little... A little... A little... A little... Tweak of the nipple. A little... A little, um, a little finger of the Myro sauce in our front yeah. cocktail. Um, we're going to chat a fake news story later on that <laughs> we took seriously. We're still doing that, yeah. We yeah. should do that drunk and see do, how it goes. We're going to do it drunk, but we're going to do a fake news story that we're going to treat as if it was fucking real. Thank you. So we're recording again. Again, we're in noisy place. Um, and Noel's got a question for the show. Question for the show. Hashtag damn cues, right? Damn so cues. This is a this is a genuine question. So I figured it might be worth bringing up because it's something that I've come up against quite a lot over the years, particularly in line with my family. And it's the notion that, frankly, Mark, you're a fucking smart. All right. Yeah. So I am. You are. Oh, you are likely known to the to your family and friends as the film guy. Yep. As many of us are, and many of the people listening to this podcast will be. Do you find like like my stance on this is to not get involved when my dad tells me that The Big Lebowski is the worst film he's ever seen? Yep. I go. Okay, uh, well, you didn't like it, and that's fine. And because if I do anything else, I'm smart. So, my, 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 my question is how do you cope with the fact that you are, frankly, a film fan, but whenever that fandom comes across in circles outside of outside our outside of our like and the, get, the listenership you are going to get treated like you're being a prick I attack it um, because I try like I'm not a prick on this stuff like my my angle has always been I don't know any more than you I don't know any more than him I don't know any more than him if you like that film great if I don't like it, it doesn't matter. No. Like, it's, well, it's I attack about it, personal. About I attack it differently. There is no best. It's just favourites. I attack it differently. I attack it in a different way. I attack it in the... And this might sound arrogant and like that. In the way as... I do know more than him. And I do know more than him. I do know more than him. Probably. In the old likelihood, we're looking at wearing a band right now, and everyone that we're looking around, I, I, I can probably say, probably know more about film than all of them. However, yeah. and we've probably got better taste than all of them. Yes. However, <laughs> we wouldn't say that. That's the point. I would. Oh. Absolutely, I would. However, however, what I would caveat that with is my opinion on film is not more valid. Just trying to know more about it than them. Just for clarity, though, what's your what's the best film you've seen in the last twelve months? Last twelve months yeah. is probably Wind River. 
It's probably... Wind River. Okay. Well, that's a good answer. What I was hoping was it would be something that I could say, all right, well, there are other more worthy films that the people well, in this room let's, would say... Well, 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 let, me, let me throw this in this way, uh, into that idea of what you're saying, is genuinely, and not being contrarian for that, genuinely... In my top 20 movies of all time yeah. are Weekend at Bernie's, Hot Tub Time Machine, yeah. and The Burbs. Well, look, are all in my no, top. No, you, you know as much as as much as you. I'm very honest about my. I am not about best. I am about favourite. 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 Always got me that way. Like, I'm gonna, there are films that we both agree on that are the greatest films of all time that are not. My favourite. The greatest films of all time. They're my favourite films of all time. Look, look, so, like, like it's, it's a difficult balance is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I feel that sometimes when you get labelled with this is my friend Mark or this is my friend Noel, he knows a lot about film, you're going to get... There's an expectation there. Like, Absolutely. I've been, like, I, I, like, there's a guy who Claire... Um, used to work for and she, he knew about the fact that you know Claire's boyfriend is a famous boyfriend at the time Claire's boyfriend big film geek loves his film writing a book about film watches films all the time does a film blog organises a film uh, festival does a film podcast blah, blah, blah. the first question that he asked me when he met me was what's your favourite film that is the question you and, asked. I, and I was like well that's a big question you know, sometimes it's this sometimes it's that to be honest with you it's not like I don't know what the best film is in the world I know what my favourites are and I know when I'm in the I, right mood for this I have, I, I have a stock answer for that and I turned it back on him and I said well that's an interesting question it changes from week to week from day to day what's your favourite film and I swear to God, it was like somebody had put a robot in front of me and pulled the battery out of the back. He just collapsed. He was like, but, I wasn't expecting I was but, like, he didn't understand that I wanted a conversation well, about weirdly, that. Like, I didn't want to tell him what the best film was. Weirdly. I wanted a conversation about what he thought the best film was. Weirdly, that's the same reaction I have. When someone asks me what my favourite film is, I respond with, my favourite film is Apocalypse Now. What's yours? Straight yeah. away, straight off the bat. Because otherwise, because, what's the point? Because I know. We're not having a conversation. Because, just listening because when they respond with theirs, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I, I'm, I'm fairly you film confident that, wrong. that I can gauge and go. Yeah. Right, where am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and recently, I'll tell you. Uh, if somebody a, a tells me that their favourite film is the Transporter Two, we're going to have a great conversation. I am mild <laughs> anecdote. A girl who used to work for me, and we're talking about stuff and stuff like that. She's a nice girl. Yeah. She's a bit of a nobed, but she's a nice girl. Um, can, I, can I reference one of our favourite films at this point? Yes. She. Uh, Ready? Yes. That's a ghost reference, everybody. Uh, and oh, I don't know. What's your favourite film? I said, it's a puppet now. What's yours? And her response left me going, "What? Are you fucking serious?" And my thing is, right? 
Your favourite film should be simplistic to you. Yeah. The reason why I I, 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 I adore the fact that your favourite film is Sean Dead. The reason why I adore the fact that Ian's favourite movie is Sunshine is because they are they're random. Yeah. They're not movies that what is it? My favourite film of all time is the Pocket Scout. It's not obvious, but it's not random. It's not Shaun of the Dead, it's not Sunshine. But I'm not watching Shaun of the Dead. When I watch Shaun of the Dead... You're not watching, like, like, like... It's the writing... Like, that guy watched Shaun of the Dead. It's the writing crap. It's like... It's, it's it. Jesus. But like, every this, time I watch it, I notice something else. I'm like, you came back to this before. I watched Shaun of the Cinema, I watched on, on a bad screen, and I hated it. I hated it. I found that movie on DVD. And it, it took me four watches before I went, this is... Um, and Shaun of the Dead's a film I've always liked, but it, over the years it's become a film that I've always loved because I've realised that the writing and the performances are fantastic. Well, like this, this girl at work responded with her favourite movie and and it, it literally had me going what? was it Saw 3 or something? no she went white chicks Jesus right alright and I went what? she said white chicks I said have you not seen any other movies? Oh, it's really funny. I was like, no, it's it, it, it. no, it's not. It, it, it's in what you should have said. Incredibly racist. Is it better than Soul Man? It's like, oh no, it, 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 it's pretty. It's, it, it's just really funny. I'm like, I don't think you know what a joke is. And at that point, I felt a little bit like a prick. But then I, I thought, no, I'm not a prick. I'm just a man who doesn't like white chicks. No. I don't really sound like a prick when I say this. I'm not a prick. I'm just filmically better than, better than her. <laughs> See, I, I don't I don't go there. I, I, don't, don't. I don't go there. And the thing is, in, a, in five years' time, when she goes, we watch white chicks and goes, this is bullshit. Yeah. And, she, and her favourite movie after that might be Bride Wars. And now they yeah. go, do you know what? No, I'm not better than her film at least. It's a different opinion. No, no, no. It's a, but, di- it's a difference. It's, it's, it's the phraseology. The phraseology is, is, the, big, is the big issue. So, better, best. That's that's different. Yep. So, as far as I'm concerned, there is no better and there is no best. Nope. You don't know any better. No, I don't. And she does. No, I do not. She just knows what her favourite film is. Yep. You just and it's know based on her experiences. Absolutely. You know what? I did a film and media degree. I studied film at, co- at college, university, like many of us did. That does not mean that we know any more nope. about the experience. It does. The fact of the matter is, we all enjoy films differently. However, and my personal opinions on certain films aren't any more valid than the people who are going to watch Bad Mom's Christmas tomorrow. However, and I include us in that. I do. Hopefully. Yeah. However. 
I'm gonna go against the grain. You gonna walk off? I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna say our opinions are not more valid. They're not more meaningful. Uh, they are not more important or anything like that. But there's a book in that. And this is the one thing about film. Now, I'll come this in a second. They are more. I don't want to say. Well, me, they're more. I don't. Not authentic. They're more. Do you know what I think it comes down to? They're more balanced. If we're taking film as a whole, yeah. because of the fact that we watched no, so that's much. The, that's the problem. Taking film as a whole is the problem. Which which we so like, which, which were I don't, I don't 100% think like film, right on. Film, like cinema, doesn't belong to you, Mark. This is a wake-up call, I'm telling you right now. But cinema does not belong to which you. Which I absolutely agree with. It does not and belong to you, it belongs to everybody, and the fact of the matter is... They are going to keep making Transformers movies and they're going to keep I, making I, Avengers I, movies but, but, because that's what people the want. Horrible thing is, Cinema does not belong to you. However, however, yep. however, 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 Bong Joon Ho movies might belong to you because they belong that's to they, you more than maybe the great unwashed. But who are chasing the, the great and watch who would prefer a rich movie or like a movie or whatever like and, and just what I think is it, 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 that, that we always that doesn't make you better it just makes no, you it different at all yeah. no but what I think is very interesting in that and what we we have shrouded from five years of, of doing the podcast is we've always tried to just be a hundred percent authentic yeah that and the thing is, we will enjoy. That's why we're both on it. Yeah. It's a good job we're like two female people listeners. What's it? Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. Um, is the thing that we've always tried to do on, on, on Do the Monkey is be just really honest about shit and go. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, the mechanic too. We really fucking liked it. It's yeah. fun. It, it's stupid, but it's fun. But also the same token of going and looking at things, um, of more serious films and looking at the looking at films in a point of right. Hang on a minute. What's that film trying to achieve? Because you can't look at horrible bosses. You're not looking at you're not looking at Mother the same way you are John Wick too. Like. John Wick 2 is a much better film than Mother on every fucking level. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but they're both trying to achieve different things. They are, yeah. You know, and, 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 like... and that's it. It's the same reason why I can quite easily, logically, move in my top ten movies of all time, The Birds. Because yeah. for me, that is the perfect yeah. comedy. It achieves everything yes. it is setting out to achieve. It is it's a perfect package film. Every film. The same way as Back to the Future or it's saying like it, it, yeah, it's a package. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I, we're gonna come back to that in a minute. Yeah. What?
So, hello guys, um, we're back again. I'm not sure how much you're going to be able to hear this. I'll listen back to it, see if it's worth listening to. If it's not, you won't hear it, so you won't hear this little intro. Um, but um, there's Mr. Noel Mella, our Hi, co- correspondent, and our Stephen King correspondent, um, Rebecca Foster, um, here as well. Uh, and the weird thing is, we've got. We've got official title. Yeah. I know, we're, so excited. Um, <laughs> let me say, essentially, a fake news story arrived. Um, <laughs> A, a, a few days ago, which claimed that um, Teak Bakiti uh, of Thor Ragnarok um, fame and yeah. Tom Holland of um, um, Spider Man fame were going to remake um, Back to the Future. It, it was then found out to be a, a rickroll, which is a, a joke from the past. It was, then, it, was, it was then found out by me to be a rickroll. You sent me the I link. I sent you the link. Uh, I hadn't read the Can't story. Can't wait for to fucking lose his shit over this. Literally, that was Dude, it. I, I you actually click the link. <laughs> and you got a link and found it was Rickroll yeah, okay, um, okay, which I don't have to explain the fact that I hadn't actually unintentionally Rickrolled um, no my main, did, no. my main concern my main concern is that that it's given them ideas is the fucking are we Rickrolling people still is that a fucking thing that's still happening apparently we still have Rickrolling people no, um, was it Entertainment Tonight or fucking E Entertainment Weekly Entertainment Weekly are fucking currently it's not a small Rickrolling people is that fucking is that a thing that we're still getting away with fucking well yeah that's a, there, was, there was that but we, we, we then thought fuck it We'll talk about it anyway, because yeah. because it raised a, a decent question of the fact that neither myself, me or you know, or Becky, what was our anti remake? Are we? Not at all. I'm 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 there. But remake a film that I like, I'm there. But you better fucking give me something. But there are occasional films where we say we say. Hang on a minute, no, it, it, that's not a, a good film, it's a perfect film, it's perfect as it was, it's perfect now as well, and it can't benefit, and you could argue that you were claiming that um, Back to the Future was one of those films. I mean, honestly, there's not I could, I, I could argue that, that Back to Yourself in the same vein as, yeah, absolutely, it, it, it's... Back to the Future we watch now, showing the cinema now, as if it's a movie made this year in the vein of Stranger Things like a retro kind of vibe I, I, I don't acknowledge that because it's, 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 it's on Netflix and it's too right, it's in the vein of it like uh, what, what, what 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 the, 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 the TV <laughs> miniseries that we don't talk about we don't talk about series new fucking movie dipshit we've talked about it there's not many sir. films that I there's not many films that I would say don't touch that you can touch whatever you want like as you are don't I like there's there's not many films that I would say don't touch that it definitely exists and I wouldn't say that necessarily about Bats of Future it's it's a perfect film and it will get touched and it will get remade at some point hopefully not with the child out of Spider-Man no it's well it just it just feels like the I'm gonna go in January the beauty of that 
the beauty, the beauty of Mark conning me and conning us all with that, unknowingly himself, knowing that it was a fake story, is that it sounds perfectly feasible. It does. But we all know that Robert Zemeckis has kind of said, not in my lifetime, he's kind of, Robert Zemeckis has come out and said, this will not happen while I am still alive. But Robert Zemeckis is going to die and they will remake it. How's it going, Ian? I see you, mate. Funny, Ian says one. Yeah, it is. No, it is. That's it. It it is that you've got these occasional films um, that that resonate, and it's not just resonate for yourself, but. Isn't it in general in the fact that I can't see a single reason why you would remake? It's it's brand new. It's, it's the, the the reason that you remake. The reason that you the reason that yeah it's brand recognition. The only reason that you remake uh, is, is brand recognition. It's easy. It's easy to sell, but it's not like and, and we know the answer to this. Has anybody tried with a similar market? With a certain exposure, has anybody tried remaking, reissuing something? Uh, well, they new did. trailers. They I'm talking about new trailer. I'm talking about new trailers. I'm talking about like new market and going and going. Fuck it. Is this? And we're drawing it from Back to the Future has been released many times. It's been it's been a shit tonight, right? And they've even managed to put it back out in cinema as well. It's been brilliant. But it's capturing a new audience, though, isn't it? I don't think it is. But that's it. What do you do for a new audience? Do you change? Do you just remake it with more more recognisable stars? I don't think it is. That's what they want to do. Capture a new audience. It's not going to affect any of us, though, is it? We'll still have our movie. There's certain films. Seamless. Yeah, we we came back in there like a motherfucker. Yeah, so, so I, I'll take it to, to, to another angle, um, moving away from slightly from um, Back to the Future. In saying, are there any other movies that, that you would consider to be unremakeable? Or not, not unremakeable, but that you would consider to be films that you wouldn't see have any purpose of remake? I can see your point about Back to the Future because it, it's not aged, it's not. It doesn't feel like a time capsule piece. It doesn't feel in a decent way. So, are any of the films that you would put in that category of going? Do you know what yeah, you're, you don't, you're, you're not. You're never going. You're never going to recapture. You're never going to recapture Back to the Future. No, like, that is a that is a time. It's lightning in a bowl. It's lightning in a bowl. Likewise. No, no, um, I would say Ghostbusters. Yeah, Make a different version of it. Yeah, which we, 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 this we, is why I was completely on board with which the, I did, I, 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 the I, version I, of I think you quite good, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, was, I, I had a great time with it. It wasn't a remake of Ghostbusters. It was just okay. We're going to do this in a different way, and here we go, and we're having a good time with all these people, and it's fine. Like there are certain films that have managed to capture lightning in a bottle, so why try and recreate that? Like, so Ghostbusters, you are never going, you are never going to get 1985 or 1984. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, um, Ivan Reitman, 
that theme tune, yeah. that situation, that budget. You're never going to capture that. Like, you're never going to get that lightning in the bottle again. So if 20 years down the line you want to remake it, remake it, do whatever you want. Put women in there, change the characters, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the same situation with, with Lots of the Future. Yeah. Make a different film if you want to. Don't remake it. Just make a different film if you need to. Yeah. If you need to cash in on that, then do whatever you fucking need to. And then I think, like, back to Ghostbusters. They managed to cash in on Ghostbusters. They managed to cash in on Ghostbusters. The recent one without remaking it. They just used it in a different direction. Not very different direction. The question is, did they do anything that benefited that particular brand? Or did they? harm that brand or I mean for me as a film uh, as a film watcher I enjoyed that film and it didn't harm the film that came before it no no and I think you know, if anything it, it, it did benefit because I think um, a lot of kids that maybe would have been bothered about watching the originals will have watched the new one and yeah. gone this is quite fun and, yeah. and then been open to watching the older ones and that exposure is, is always good for the brand it, it's a new um, people have affection for stuff like Ghostbusters because it's, it's like a snuggling up on the sofa on a Sunday afternoon movie and it's given that to a whole new kind of generation of kids really and you know that's only a beneficial thing um, but then there are shit ones which damage the brand things like one that springs to mind is like Total Recall the remake of that is fucking awful it's an abomination I kind of like that's just wrong. <laughs> I remember being. I remember having. I remember doing the podcast. With, it must have been. It must have been for eight five millimeter heroes. And it's terrible. It's awful. Like it's, it's. It's definitely a bad film, and it's definitely not Total Recall. But I remember enjoying it while I was watching it, and just go and 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 and, and the same sort of thing again. Just thinking, well. If I want to watch the better version of this, I can just go and watch it. So yeah, that, would, that film, that film was damaged by being a Total Recall remake. If they yeah. just made it, because the story's not. It's it's a different name. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's it. Not build it, it, it as it, a remake, and it would have it would have probably yeah. done fine as just a Colin Farrell yeah. sci-fi yeah. movie. But it wouldn't have. That's a, that, that, that's the thing. That there's a prime example of a movie that was starring Kate Beckinsale Colin Farrell and that's by Len Wiseman but also let's not forget and it, would, it, it wouldn't have it would have made maybe 120 million dollars have cost 100 million dollars but it didn't it made Kate Beckinsale's hair was spectacular Kate spectacular but it wouldn't have been as vilified as badly as it was if it had just no. been a Colin Farrell no, but, it, but, but it's a little bit it's a little bit like going oh my god all this candy made me feel sick well you've just fucking eaten it all <laughs> what? they've made all the money well yeah but what's the, the, the that's, that's the thing what's the decision like why, like why does it matter if if they remake if they like Back to the Future is different we'll get to that in a second but if they want to remake um if they want to remake Total Recall and they put different actors in place and it appeals to a different audience and it makes enough money back 
then who cares? No, I, like, well, the, we, uh, the weird we, thing is, we've still got. To the weird thing is, the way that I absolutely, absolutely, completely, one hundred percent agree with you is. I'm a I'm a huge Total Recall fan. We 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 have it on Blu-ray and uh, iTunes, um, and I've had it on DVD. I'm a huge Total Recall fan, um, but I don't. I, I, I think it was. You don't wreck it. You don't. Like I don't care about the remake. I, I, and the thing is, I watched the remake, and I, and I actually I remember speaking um, on. I think it was, I think it was Dude the Monkey actually, and saying that I I, I think that the, that the um, Total Recall was was your remake. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I, not that remake. I don't think. Was, I don't think that one with with with, with that director and, and maybe. To a minor extent, not even those stars, but I could I could tell you those stars, but with a different hands and a different uh, approach to story. You've got a really solid film, so I've got no. That's up to you to make that choice. I have no problem with the remake. Right, but how many how many Nightmare on Elm Street? Ask me how many Nightmare on Elm Street films there are. Exactly, there are seven yep. Nightmare on Elm Street films. In reality, there are eight, but there are seven, and I love every single one Which of them. Which one are you not counting? The remake, like it was all like I just it's gone. Like, it is, but like, I, 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 I can, film does not exist. But then I get the Haley, isn't it? Yeah, but he he's wasted because he's a perfect casting. Yeah, and they, they didn't just need it though. Got it, they got ready. it completely wrong. No, but Robert, if you remake it, you, you, the thing is, you can remake something as long as you do it right. And yeah. there's there's many ways you can do it right. You can either and if you're gonna play that pedo card, be really careful. Don't yeah. play it. It, it wasn't played any of the movies. No, they they messed it up. It, it's not. It, he's not a pedophile in the movies. He's a. I love. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. It's one of my favourite films of all time. I love Nightmare on Elm Street too because it's more batshit and it's a that complete whole. Which which sequel? Brilliant. And then I love the third one because it's that Dream, Dream Warrior. Warrior. Yeah. It's the, this ridiculous kids film, like it's yep. fantasy, and Wes Craven's back and stuff like that. I love the fourth one because they went, no, the last one was silly. That's more gone let's make it more like it's I love all of those films the only one I've not is uh, Six it's Demon Child little bit Demon Child it's not fantastic Demon Child's a bit shit you don't want it you don't want a Nightmare on Elm Street film to be boring so the only one I'm not keen on is Six but I'll still fucking watch it over I'll still watch it over the remake oh god yeah Demon Child you have to be able to say Demon Child is we made this movie that I love it didn't quite work out, so I'll never watch it again. And it's yeah. well, that's it. Like I'll never watch it again. Well, that, 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 that's the thing that, that I always have with, with remakes is I'm I'm not bothered about what they remake. I'm bothered about if the film they remake it is, is any good, and I, I'm not bothered about the actual film the, the remake they produce. I'm bothered about the film they produce, which is two very different things. Which is why I I, I I really enjoyed the most recent Point Break remake. So worst case scenario. Worst yep. case scenario, what's the film that they remake? 
Worst case scenario. First blood. One film. I'm not going to say that. First blood. First blood. Yeah. Um, you do realise that that is entirely possible. Yeah, it is. Um, Especially considering fucking your man, fucking your man. Uh, so oh, he will sell that. No, he will. He will, he will sell the rights to that faster not. than. Yeah, he will. No, yeah, no. He, he, he will sell the rights he, he, that faster you know than you can buy a packet you know of Heroes from Do you know what? It's not remade. So far, yes, because he owns rights to the character. That's it. It, it. He said he has said you can do what you want with it yeah. once I'm dead. But until I'm dead, I own everything about him. The thing is, once he's dead, it doesn't matter. The reason being, so your best hope is John Rambo. Then we have that. First blood, first blood part two, which is called Rambo. John Rambo was Rambo was for. Wait, the, Ram- the Rambo we series. We had first blood. We had Rambo. No, 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 we had Rambo didn't. three. No, we didn't. And then years later, officially, officially, they're called first blood. Yeah. Rambo first blood part two. Yeah. Rambo three for some reason. And then Rambo. So that was in the UK. That was John Rambo, wasn't it? Yeah, that's called John Rambo. Oh, so we've only had four Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. There is a fifth. Uh, written I've read it ago no which is called The Return of John Rambo where he goes back home and he uh, finds out that he had a daughter um, before he left uh, Vietnam uh, and her her daughter has been uh, got involved with a Mexican cartel and Rambo takes on a Mexican cartel. You're losing me, you're what? losing me. That's getting silly. No, it's not. It it's not. It no, you're losing John me. Ram- no. Actually, John Rambo fighting a Mexican cartel. In Mexico. That Sign me up. Not in America. Sign me up. But they, they will remake it. My worry is that they remake it, right, with some cunt like fucking Brett Ratner with a shrimp cocktail and his dick in his hand um, as a director. The essential... And the Essential point about first. Yeah, Butler is that it's as that being war. the main character. Yeah. Yeah. The essential point about first blood is that it's that war. Yeah. He's actually. He's a, it's a I more powerful. I don't see them making. I don't see them making a movie about that. Though. It's a more powerful movie than they ever They will try to bring it up today, and they will try to make it about Desert Storm, or they'll try to make it about exactly. Afghanistan or something like that, and, and mess the point. What's yours? Not sure of film that you that you can see them remaking, but you like them to not remake. I don't know. I would have said Blade Runner until the sequel came out because now the sequel's out, it's safe. Yeah, it's got that cushioning. That would have been my fear. Would be if they'd remake. It's not yet remade. No. So, thank you, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, I don't know really. Like you say, any of any of the war ones really, if they tried to update something like Apocalypse Now, Platoon, something like that, but make it about a more modern war, it would just fall flat. It's anything that was important because of its social yeah. context. So yeah. look, at, look, look at the Alien movies. Yeah. If you start making Alien movies now and you decide to trust... Man, pellet to fucking make them. <laughs> then you're gonna end up with 
those movies, whereas the poli- the political climate. Not that we don't live in an intense political climate. Obviously, we do. But like, if you if you're asking a seventy year old guy to make an alien movie, he's gonna make an alien movie. That's easy because he's seventy and he doesn't give a fuck anymore. But like, if you yeah, but if you ask. Ridley Scott when he's yeah when he's young and he's vibrant or you ask James Cameron when he's young and he's vibrant then they're going to reflect what's going on and I think that's the the key thing is remake whatever you want but if you're going to remake something that doesn't really if you're going to remake something and it doesn't either reflect what the history was or what the his or what the current sociological situation is then what's the fucking point you know like just remakes are are a funny one for me because two of the things that I'm sort of passionate about with regards to like pop culture are films in general and Stephen King and as a Stephen King fan who also likes films a lot of them are shit and I disagree with that. A lot of them are shit. No, I don't. I, I think actually when you go back, when you boil it down to it, I, I think, I think I'm, I really... I'm reading Desperation at the moment, and I'm, I really feel like that would make it. Yeah. I'm only, I'm only like, oh, well, uh, I don't know where it's going. I'm probably about six chapters in where everybody's there in that place. And I'm like, where the fuck is this going? But, See, like the stand, I'm looking forward to the stand. Have you ever read that one? I've not read it. It's a, it's a brilliant book. And then I, I actually quite like the TV miniseries that was made. But you read it, then you watch it, and you go, this could be so much better. So I'm looking forward to, but to your, that. Your couple of minutes ago about the um, about um, Stephen King movies, Live and Shit, when you actually boil it down to them, they're not actually. They're not. They're, they're, they're not. They, it, it, it's, it's not the. It's not the one in five is decent. It's the one in three is shit. Yeah, that's the one in three. Fucking hell! If your director's a one in three fucking straight no, rep. Stephen Stephen King writes great stories. We know that. Like he's fucking. He's he's established that. that, that that's like maybe some of them aren't handled quite as well. The, the Tommy Knockers is not handled as well as the Shining. But, 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 I love that TV series. Tommy Knockers is all of those. Like it's not like. Have you ever seen the Langoliers with the chompy chompy space things? That's good. But that's the fact that the fact that there's so many. Yeah. And they can be so completely like. I'd like to well see. Well, or, or not well handled. Like, what? What have you got your hand up for? Your if you're going to say only one in three of them, shit again. I'm just going to like put your scarf around your face. I am wearing a scarf. Um, I don't like the shining. The Kubrick one. I don't like the shining. I can't. I've tried. I've tried so many times, and I, I, do you know what? <laughs> I just don't get on with it. Well, but I don't. I, I I don't get on with Kubrick. Let me sum this up very very quickly before I go to the toilet. Becky, I respect you. You're a huge Stephen King fan. Uh, Mark, you're a huge film fan. The Shining is one of the greatest films ever made. You're both fucking wrong. No, I actually just said it's a great film. It's not a great adaptation, and no, it's, it's not a great adaptation. Stephen King admits that himself. Well, Stephen King like, hates it, doesn't he? Like, but I think Kubrick yeah. could admit it's not a great yeah. adaptation. It, 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 it's taken the material and gone. Like, the Shining is. A where do I want to take this? And he's, he's made a really good movie out of it. Yeah. It's not. It's not the book. I, what, I, what I will say is, I think I need to rewatch The Shining. Well, clearly. 
from a different angle, from a filmmaking angle rather than a adaptation angle. See, I'd seen The Shining. And what the I can read. You can't read. I can, you can't read fiction. I can read words. I'd seen I'd seen The Shining bar. a few times. My dad was. Uh, my dad is a Stephen King fan, so I'd seen The Shining and. Um, uh, it's the vampire. Um, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot, many times, and Cujo, and those sort of straight to video, those sort of, stri- those sort of straight to video adaptations of the 1980s. I'd seen a lot of those and gotten used to those. Um, and The Shining was a film that I'd seen many times because of that. And then I remember seeing The Shining when I started a university in a big like not no sort of like 35mm like this was just it was on a big screen and I had a lecture beforehand about The Shining and they just showed it on the big screen there and I was like alright I can uh, am I learning now I can do this Um, and remember seeing it on that big screen and seeing it in a completely different light and just being like this is a fucking beautiful magical film and well that's it I, I think and it, tra- it, it goes it when you first watched it no I've never read the show I think that if I'd watched it first and not read it I maybe wouldn't have had that little bit of a a little bit of a dislike for it because at the time I was more Stephen King fan than film fan and as I've kind of grown older I can you know they are two separate things I should probably have been aware of that beforehand but I can differentiate and go do you know what I can enjoy this and this even though they're completely different and they've got the same name um it is a great you're film. Always, you're always going to have that reverence for something that you've read, especially yeah. if it's a if it's a specific writer that you go, I've read a lot of this guy's stuff, and this doesn't quite match up with yeah. what I. Does it feel like a Stephen King? Yeah. Vibe. I've got one. I've especially, got one. If, especially if Stephen King is is coming out and saying, you know what? I think it's shit. That's not my shining. Yeah. 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 You know. I've got one that I've just thought of that should absolutely categorically not be remade what? the Shawshank Redemption well I don't think ever will get remade Oh, or Stand By Me any of the good Stephen King ones they can just be left on their own I don't think Stand By Me will get remade I think it, it, Stand By Me is very much it, 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 it's not popular yeah. enough to get remade but it's very much a ta- no I don't think it is I think it's very much a time capsule movie pretty sure they just did remake it didn't they over Ten episodes on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the same. It thing. is, isn't it? Really, yeah. There's no, there's no like supernatural elements for that. No, no, but uh, yeah, I, I can see your point on that. So, no, no, but, but the thing is, is, that's like I adore Stand by Me, but it's I don't adore Stand by Me because I have an attachment like to it as some sort of nostalgic thing. It's like it feels like when you watch Stand by Me, you feel like you are there. And yeah, you are so one it's, of a, those it's a hug of a movie. It yeah. absolutely it envelops you. You feel like. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it, you it, knew Gordon, you went to school, you know, yeah, like yeah. your friends but with I, all these I, I, people. I, that part, part of that is down to the fact that it's, it, Rob Reiner's, that's his, that's yeah. what he does. You know, yeah. he does the same thing with um, When Harry Met Sally. You, you feel like you're part of that relationship. And, and moving from there, I think I think it, it, that is it's a director's movie, yeah. and the, the beauty of Stand by Me of what he does within that director's movie is is he makes you 
think that what he's actually doing is he's giving you a Stephen King movie, he's giving you a a child ensemble movie. Fuck, can you imagine? Right? What so he's just... actually doing is is Rob Reiner is giving you a Rob Reiner movie, and you you, you don't notice it because that's that is how good a director. But when you see. I don't watch Stranger Things, but when you see moments in Stranger Things, I'm guessing that you're seeing those moments and you're going, this feels like a Stephen King movie more than you are saying, this feels like a Rob Reiner movie. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're, that's a fa- that's a you're attaching it to Stephen King because of that small town that we all think we had, but we yeah. didn't. Like, you know, like, it is, oh, I remember it, playing on this train tracks and it is some of the, the, no, the, 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 the you certainly <laughs> you associate just with stand by me on King more than what is it yeah we did didn't we? you can't comment you've not seen it you can't say you associate it with Stephen King more than Rob Reiner yeah, you've not seen Stranger Things what Stranger Things Stranger Things I don't give a shit but then you can't comment on whether it feels more like Stephen King or Rob Reiner yeah I can <laughs> you can't I can't watch People have mentioned Stephen King a lot more, and nobody has mentioned Rob Reiner. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel Stand by Me. Just yeah. a bit Goonies-y. The go- it's a bit, a bit Dante. Yeah, yeah. Are we talking about Strange Things now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently. I, we, we haven't watched it, have we? Uh, no, because we're grown ups. Well, the thing is, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Goonies fan either. Like, I don't think it's. A I, th- I think Goonies I think, I, I think Goonies is a, is a, is a, is a I think Goonies is a solid movie I don't think it's a great movie it's aged badly <laughs> it has it's, it's aged as well as you expect Goonies to be aged I'm going to go for a wee right hello guys so we've, we've, we've literally just come out of a bad mom's Christmas uh, and we're going to record this in the car on the way to dropping Novak off at the station, so if you hear car-based noises, that's why. So let's say we've just watched A Bad Mom's Christmas, which, which no, when you bought your ticket, you, <laughs> you, you, you almost asked the vendor a question. <laughs> What's a, what are you saying? It was a crushing realisation. It just became real when, I went, when, I just, when the words came out of my mouth. I knew that we were going to watch A Bad Mom's Christmas. It wasn't until I asked for the ticket where I just went, a bad mum's Christmas? Oh, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. Is this happening? We're doing this? Yeah. So, yeah, um, that was really fun. It was really, just really odd because just the words coming out of my mouth felt weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, A Bad Mum's Christmas is the sequel to the film Bad Mums, funnily enough, where we were just discussing as we were coming out of the cinema about... It's going to be really difficult to describe the plot. Yeah, I said I was, I was really looking forward to Mark explaining uh, the plot. And so I'm going to give it a crack. <laughs> what I think happens there yeah. is that quite literally, it is the same three bad moms, um, and it's Christmas. It's Christmas, <laughs> and their moms um, come to see them over Christmas, and they've all got their various sort of quirks. So. Um, Kristen Bell's mum's obsessed with her and um, Catherine Hahn, is it? Catherine Hahn, yeah. Yeah, her, her mum's um, played by Susan Sarandon and just a little bit well, with a bit of flick, let's be honest. Oh, well. um, and, and yeah, so, so that's that's kind of the, the general gist of what's, of what's going on. Um, so, 
What, what did you reckon? It's, yeah, I mean, I turned around to you at one point and said, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Because it was after, it was just after that, there's an extended sort of sequence in a mall where they, and this is the thing with, with, these, with, with this film and with the last one, they've got this sort of like attitude and they set things up and they go, right, we're going to be bad, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and they, and they, you know, they do that thing with the neck and yeah. stuff like that. And then they just go and do something really shit, like go trampolining. <laughs> That's not very bad. But no, it's, it, well, there was that extended bit in the in the mall where they go, we're going to take prisoners back. And then they just drink some beer yeah. and wander around and go and see Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, that's as bad as it gets. Um, but after that bit, with that music and them just doing random things, I was just a bit like, I don't know where this film's going. I don't know what what what's... What, what the journey is here and I think that's the thing is it isn't a film with a story really it's just a sequence of scenes yeah a sequence of moments some of them some some of the jokes within those sequences do not land at all and there was sort of you know you you can feel the sort of silence almost <laughs> after the joke yeah but then other times I'd say there's like maybe five or six occasions at least where it really, where there were some really funny things happened, um, yeah. So I, it was, it was a good hangover movie, I will say. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. I had a few laughs with it. It so. is, is that there's, there's, there's no plot. No. There's barely any substance to it at all. It literally is. Oh, well, the first one made money, and this one set at Christmas. It's yeah. bound to, it's bound to fucking yeah. work. And it seemed to be that the default setting for the film was. Right, the next plot device, how do we move on? Oh, we get Myla Kunis to go, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and that's it. It is literally, it is, it's just a series of little vignettes. Yeah. <laughs> it is, that's what it's Strung together about. to create a, a barely a film. Yeah. But it's barely a film that, you know what? I try and in December just watch a lot of Christmas stuff. Yeah. And I'll, I'll happily, next December, go, do you know what, fuck it, yeah, why not? I'd throw that on. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing, If you, you know, the old, the old thing about if a, if a comedy movie can make you laugh five or six times, then it's done its job. Yeah. And I'm pretty tight with comedy. Like, I don't, I, you know, I'm a bit of a miserable twat with comedy movies very often. It takes a lot to make me actually laugh out loud. And I did laugh like a fair few times at that. So yeah, uh, the, the the best the best gag has to be because Catherine Hahn has a son. We don't see him for the first half of the film. <laughs> yeah, to the point where I was thinking, like, are they are they did they just not bother casting someone as a as a so. as a son? Um, but then he turns up, and there's a gag right at the end, and it's fucking hilarious. Won't give it away, but yeah. like, it, it, you know, it, there's a moment. Involving the sun and it's fucking hilarious. Question though, why is the sun South African? <laughs> what was that? Is, is this a plot point from the first? I don't film, think or? so. No, I, think, I think he's just not that bright. Yeah, but you see, he had like he had a definite had a sort of accent. He, didn't, I, he had an accent. The um, yeah, and, and my funniest gag, and that that was a, a good gag. My funniest gag is the the running joke of Myla Kunis's bum. Not, not recognising her boyfriend, oh, yeah. and then when she finally does, she calls him hair <laughs> It's, yeah. it's a little bit like, I, 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 do we really need the the, the, the 
anti-Semitism and the, yeah. and the blatant racism. There, is there. A, there was a couple of moments of like outright racism. Really odd. Really, does this? Yeah, does it need that extra layer of? Yeah, she comes in and tells him to like get the get the bags. The person, but then there's the bit later on where. She, she introduces herself to him. Like, I was literally in the car. With you. So, yeah, uh, but it's, I don't know. It's when it's bad, it's really bad. I think there's there's a couple of odd moments where, as I say, the jokes didn't land. There's also a couple of really odd moments in it, two in particular, where you're focused on the characters and everything, all the sound in the rest of the room disappears. Yeah. And it was just focused on the, those characters. It felt really weird. So the first one was in the bar where they're doing the, the sexy summer thing. Yeah. So it's a really noisy bar. There's really loud music. There's loads of cheering. There's, you know, the guys dancing on the stage. And then it cuts to, like, the three main characters talking. And it's absolute silence apart from them speaking. Yeah. It just felt really odd. And then they did it again at the church. Church, at the end. I know. So when they're having this really deep, really long conversation... At first, there's a choir in the background, and then the choir just sort of disappears, and everything's really quiet, and you become really aware that everybody else in the church is just sat there, bolt upright, looking into the <laughs> while just while these four people in the middle are acting. It just it felt really odd. Yeah, it did feel a little bit weird. And the thing is, as well, it goes for kind of emotional beats towards the end that you're kind of looking at, going. I don't think you've heard no. this. And it took too long with them as well. Yeah. That whole church scene at the end was way was too really long. long. Yeah, it, it should have been a bit snappier yeah. in that point. And it's just it's because it, it's not gone for anything other than very broad laughs yeah. uh, throughout it. I mean, it's, it's... I would say that it makes the hangover look vaguely smart. Yeah. Uh, it is that broad. Uh, but... But... It is quite funny at points. There's an awful lot of, right, quick setup, quick setup, we're going to do some bad, we're going to do some fun, and then montage. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and yeah. It, it is just that. And, but, like I was saying, when we came out, I, I could see them just going, okay, bad mom's vacation. Yeah. There's the next one where they all yeah, go on vacation yeah. together. And I'd probably watch it. I'd probably yeah, like, watch it. do you know what? I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I think the thing you've got to remember as well is this is going for a specific audience yep it's going for a girls night out audience girls night out at Christmas audience or maybe you know couples on dates yep and for that it's absolutely fine yep like you know it's it's if you it's, there's nothing edgy here there's certainly no plot as we've said and not and like we say the jokes don't always land but if you are going for a date movie or you're going for a girls night out movie it, it does, it's going to do that job yeah the thing is I think like you said enough of the jokes land to make it a funny movie mm. um, when they don't it, it is oh that's bad that's a bad joke yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's just not funny yeah. and it is a little bit like that but like I say when they when they and they do land, and the thing is, they don't all land in like specific times. It's spread out across the film uh, to a decent enough level yeah. that you you know you're only going to be another sort of three or four minutes away from a, a mild chuckle at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I I actually quite enjoyed my time with it. I'm, yeah, I just I can't I can't put it as a shit. 
And I, I, so I, I'm actually going to say I'm definitely not shit on it. I'm going to say definitely not yeah, shit. Because yeah, I think yeah. it's it, it, it's fun. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good... It was a good Saturday morning, or Saturday afternoon, I know, film. Yeah. So it, it did what it needed to do for, for my purposes as well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. Okay, so um, that was it. So uh, thank you, Noel, for uh, joining Mark, and thank you, Becky. Um, incidentally, the reason why I didn't go, because I, I would have been there, if, if not for the fact that I'm literally recording this on a... Um, family kind of mini break in the canary islands so uh yeah just bad timing for that for that uh so um you're gonna get a more regular show as well uh this week um i didn't want to release them both together because it was going to be about it, it'll probably be about three hours long um so mark and i are going to be discussing uh your ghost lanthimos's uh, new film the killing of a sacred deer um and you know we'll we'll talk about some other stuff i'm sure so uh yeah uh Stay tuned for that, and uh, yeah, thanks very much. And uh, th so this show will be going up towards the start of the week, and that show will be going up towards the end of the week. So yeah, there you go. Thank you very much, guys. Bye bye.